Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for tuning in again today for another episode here on the program. You can always find us at pathtozion.com or email us anytime you would like at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we finished up a series, it's been two or three weeks ago now, um, just talking about the Sabbath again and presenting the text um, for what it says, the Bible, um, and how it is a creation event where Yahweh Creator rested and then we were thereby commanded to do likewise, to honor, remember, keep the Sabbath day holy, set apart, and uh, consecrated. It is a different, unique day. And for those of you who are maybe not um, privy to that yet, I would encourage you to look into it. And, of course, if you would like, listen to uh, that two-part series talking about it as well. Um, now, now, today, before I get started, I just wanted to show something here that uh, I was given. Um, from a friend, viewer, and she made this out of wood. She does wood carvings um, and then hand-painted it, and (laughs) I just wanted to show it off. I'm going to put it on the studio uh, door here, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, (laughs) It's very meaningful to me that somebody would take time uh, to sit down and and give of their own time to do that uh, for us here. And so I'm very grateful. And I've been getting emails from different pe- uh, people um, throughout the country um, over the last couple of weeks. And it is, it is good to hear from people, their perspective, uh, their challenges, their, their wrestlings with, with learning, relearning so many things in the Bible, uh, constantly addressing what? This, this upheaval of what we have inherited and, and what we've been told. And in all of our wrestlings of like just what we do with the things we've been handed, many people I'm finding are, are counting the cost to be willing to lay down um, old doctrines, old doctrines, old identities, old understanding, and to just be willing to say, you know what, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm just wrong. And <laughs> amen for, the, for those who are willing to do that. There are so many people right now considering Sabbath. It's, it's astounding to me how people are saying, you know what? This, this Sunday worship cycle that we have inherited for generations and generations, it's just not producing the fruit that when I stop and read the Bible for myself says that we're supposed to be doing. And so, um, amen to that. I'm thankful to be a small part of it here on the program. Now today, I have full intentions of this being one standalone episode. Holy cow. Um, This should be brief. We'll see how it goes. Um, I titled it Humility in a Chariot. And and what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the account in Acts chapter 8 between Philip and what we are told is the Ethiopian eunuch. Um, this account has has stood out to me for several years. I've always found it very intriguing. Um, I've talked about this before. Back in September 2019, almost three years ago now, um, I recorded a message. That was back when we still did just audio-only episodes. And I titled it, It's Time to Get In! Exclamation point. And at that season of my life, Father was really removing the veil the scales from my eyes towards so many different things and leading us through through the the threshold 
um, entryway of the ancient way. Um, and the, the identity shift that I had of who I even am in Messiah, who we are, who is the body of Messiah, what do we do now, how do we do it, how do we become holy? Um, well, we've been told, and, and in that season, I just went through this upheaval of, of so many things, and one of the things that thrusted me into crossing over that threshold for me and my house was my wife and I becoming immersed, getting in the water, um, baptism, whatever we want to label it, call it mikvah. Um, we were washed. We, we, we with, with understanding and the spiritual substance alongside those two, those two things together, understanding and something that is just beyond us, a supernatural event now, we entered the water uh, together. And it was just, it, man, you talk about a life-altering moment. And part of my revelation in that season was, um, according to the Acts chapter 8 account between Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, the father really used that during that season of my life um, to get in. Um, I won't get into all that. I've covered that before years ago and, and several times since in different ways. Um, but there is such a principle within that of so many times with anything, not just baptism, of course, but with many things in our life spiritually, we're waiting for a proper understanding or we're waiting to grasp something fully or we're waiting to for some marker in our minds of, okay, now I'm ready to enter into. Now, sometimes that's right and good. And sometimes we're standing right beside a bunch of water and it's just time to get in. It's time to do it. It's time to do something. Um, so this, this account is very dear to my heart. And I want to talk about it for a little bit today as we see humility in a chariot. Now, um, I love to insert myself into this circumstance and just try to think towards what was going on, what it looked like. I'm not going to cover every detail about specifics about, well, why exactly was the Ethiopian there? Um, where was he coming from? Why did he go to Jerusalem and all this and that and the other? But I do want to read some things. And um, I went back to my old sermon preparation days, actually. <clears throat> actually, <laughs> I have not done that for a while, even on the program. I don't really go back to that anymore. Um, but I created three main points that we're going to talk about. And I'll, I'll say them, and then I'll read the text. Um, three main points that I would like to submit for consideration about what we can draw from this account in Acts chapter 8. Number one, be where Yahweh wants you to be. Be where you where he wants you to be. Be attentive, be alert, be listening, be postured in a place where you're going to hear instruction. Okay? Number two is going to be kind of the crux of the whole matter, and you can, of course, see that in the title. Be humble. Be humble. Be found humble. And the third point we will make is be real. Be genuine. Be true to yourself and true to the, the condition of, of your life, of your heart, of your understanding to those around you, um, which is a big point that we're going to have to drive home to, to remind us all that it is okay to be real and to be, to be found um, open to discuss where we are and where we are not. And so those are the three points we're going to talk about. I, I don't even really know what part of the text I'm going to read um, in fullness. So let's just look and, and see what unfolds. Um, 
So we can go to 8, um, verse 26. That's the at least the most necessary part. An angel of Yahweh spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. Now, this is a desert road, and it's this is specific and somewhat generic. He's not given um, a destination. He's not told exactly where he will land or why he's even going. But the the first word is the most important, which is get up, okay? <laughs> Arise and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. So verse 27, and this is, this is our point, uh, uh, so many points within this, um, but in regards to Philip specifically, and he arose and went, okay? Instant obedience and response, a doing something. And as I, even this morning, um, talking with someone at my uh, kitchen table over breakfast, Bible out, just talking and sharing what hopefully the Father is saying um, to me, the best I can understand it right now is like, we do not do what we do now to earn Father's favor. That's that's such a shift, a, a mind a mindset shift that has to take place for New Covenant Church, the the New Testament living is, well, you don't do that, you don't do that, you don't do that because salvation is a gift and salvation is free. Yes and amen. Salvation is a gift. Salvation is free. What I enter into is, is, is on behalf of and, and through the work of my Messiah. Yes and amen. Of course, I'm not earning anything from my Father at all. My identity is in the Son, and thereby I walk out my days in His likeness. All these things. But what now? But what now? Well, now I do something. Now I move. Now I have, should have, will have, if it, it will be evidenced if I have truly been changed. There will be fruit on the tree of my life that I do something. There will be works that I do now in righteousness because of who I am. Okay? That, that has to be mentioned every time we, we get here. And so we see instant obedience, a doing something by Philip. He went up, he got up and went. And behold, there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. Okay, so he is presumably on his way back from, from Jerusalem to worship. Again, we're not going to get into why and the pilgrimage and and all the stuff about like who he was and where he could have been allowed to go in the temple and all these things. Intriguing, yes, but today I'm going to stay focused the best I know how. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit said to Philip, Go up and join this chariot. And when Philip had run up, again, instant obedience, so the, the angel had already spoken the word of the, the, word of the Lord to Philip, to um, get up and go, and then he gets up and he goes. And then the Spirit says to Philip, go up and join the chariot. And in verse 30, Philip runs up to the chariot in obedience. Okay, I'm going. (laughs) Instruction, this is the Shema understanding of the Old Testament. True hearing is you hear and you obey. Okay, (laughs) they are synonymous in, in ancient understanding. You didn't hear if you're not obeying. There's a problem. There's a breakdown. You're not listening. Philip is a good example for us of instant action and movement. 
So Philip runs up to the chariot and he hears um, the prophet Isaiah being read by this Ethiopian brother. Okay, so imagine the scenario because back then it was very normal to, to read aloud the scriptures. Capital S scriptures. They would be read aloud. They would be declared. They would be, and he would have had other people with him. If you look into the Ethiopian eunuch, he was not just your everyday average man doing just a mundane um, job or task. It was very specific, and he would have been someone um, reputable, and he would have had other people with him as well. Um, Was he reading to them? We don't know. All we do know is that he was reading the prophet Isaiah out loud. Philip comes up upon him after he runs to the chariot, and he hears with his natural ears, (laughs) a man just like you and I, he hears the words of Isaiah. And so he says to the eunuch, Do you understand what you are reading? Verse 31, And he, the Ethiopian, said, Well, how could I? unless someone guides me. And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him in the chariot as he's reading the prophet Isaiah. Verse 32, Now the passage of Scripture which he was reading was this, He was led as a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before its shears it is silent. So he does not open his mouth, in humiliation his judgment was taken away. Who shall relate his generation? For his life is removed from the earth. And the, and the Ethiopian answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of someone else? And Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Yeshua Messiah to him. And as they went along the road, they came to some water. And the, and the Ethiopian said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized, immersed? Verse 37, And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe. What did he believe? I believe that Yeshua Messiah is the Son of Elohim. He is the fulfillment of the Isaiah prophecy. So verse 38, He ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the Ethiopian, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of Yahweh snatched Philip away, and the Ethiopian saw him no more, but went on his way rejoicing. Okay, so let's just talk about a few things. I could talk about this all day, but we'll be concise today. Number one, be where Yahweh wants you. Okay, we see these two individuals. I have talked about this endlessly over the years here on the program, about the beauty of intersection. The beauty of intersection, when, when a, a man of Yahweh is seeking the Father, is a spirit man who is set apart, consecrated, and living holy as Father is holy, the best he knows how. And then there is another man over here, wherever over here is, <laughs> whether in close proximity geographically or on the other side of the world. And he, too, equally, in his own way, in his own life, in his own out, outplay of his life, is seeking the Father with all his heart. He, he is learning Father's ways. He's walking in the ways, in our case, where we sit today, he's walking in the ways of Yeshua. He is, he is not living according to his own will and way, listening for what the Spirit is saying. And on occasion, like we see here in Acts chapter 8, you see the intersection of these two individuals, real-life men, both seeking the Father. Now, we see that in other men's lives in the Bible. 
intersection type discussion. We've talked about that before with men like Daniel. Um, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing, intersection, um, throughout the word of, of, of Elohim. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and so in this account, we see two men doing what Yahweh had ordained. The Ethiopian is reading the prophet Isaiah. He's seeking understanding. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. He had gone into Jerusalem to worship, to probably bring sacrifices, to, to offer um, something to the Father. And, and, his, and this is where an argument, well, his heart probably wasn't in it if he was just going to the temple. Friends, we, we're, so, we're so arrogant with our thinking. All that to the side. He was, he was seeking the Father. No matter what transpired there in Jerusalem, he was apparently on his way back out of Jerusalem, and Philip, who, would, who again was being obedient to the word of, of, of Yahweh coming to him, does these two steps. He, he gets up and he goes, and then he runs to the chariot as well after the two instructions come to him. He hears the word of Yahweh via the angel, and he moved. He heard, and he went out. Then the Spirit spoke to Philip. And he gave him more specific and immediate instruction based upon his already fulfilling the first instruction to go. So he runs up to the chariot. Be where Yahweh wants you to be. Friend, it is not just about you. And that's, that's a big thing as we talk about humility in a chariot and the beautiful intersection of Philip and the Ethiopian is, you know, so much of the American Christian um, presentation of the hour is, well, you, if you do this, if, and they'll even use the Bible, of course, if you do this and this and this and this, blessing will come to you, favor will come to you, you'll get a promotion, you'll, you'll get a bigger house, you'll get a better car, you'll get favor, we'll overturn abortion, we will run off the bad guys, we'll, we'll lock up the, the illegal immigrants and ship them back. You know, if we humble ourselves and pray... All these good things will happen to us. But friend, this, this account and, and endless others, I want to draw out the fact that this is something that is about more than just me and what I get out of something. I want my life, and I'm not saying I do this perfectly in any way, but my desire of my heart, of my heart is that at least 50-50, we'll say, because <laughs> we have to be realistic, right, is... I want to seek the things of my Father. I want to learn. I want to mature. I want to grow. I want to, I want to continue journeying out of the ways of the nations and into the ways of my Father so that I can be a better participant and um, member of the, of the capital P people of Yahweh Elohim because he's always desired a people. You weren't, you weren't a people, but now you are. Yeah, what I always say. I used to be an individual. I used to be a guy all wrapped up in the ways of the nations. But now, now, doing whatever I think is best, my own way, lawless. But now, through the beautiful response to the new covenant, okay, and embracing of, of covenantal living by laying down my own will and exchanging it for the will of my Father, and walking empowered by Holy Spirit through the pattern of Yeshua the Son, now I'm part, a component of a people. I want my heart's posture to be part, in part, I want to do these things. I want to be found obedient. I want to be found Shema, listening and obeying, hearing and obeying. 
I want to be found like Philip for the good of someone else. For the good of someone else, because what if, what if part of why we are to hear what the Spirit's saying, and when we hear, when we hear, we move and we do, we go. Of course, a primary component of that has nothing to do with me. It has to do with me being postured to be a word of truth, any kind of a help whatsoever for another brother, for anyone else, for a child, for a sister in the body, for a stranger who's just seeking the Lord perhaps in his own way and asking God to speak to him. A big component is we have got to be found individually where we are supposed to be. We've got to be where Yahweh wants us to be for the sake of someone else. To be postured in the place to be used in the intersection of life. Number two, be humble. This is really my main point today um, as we talk about humility in a chariot. The Ethiopians' humility needs really examined, pondered. Um, Although he held in his hands... What some would say have would have some have said that it would have taken a scribe as, as long as a year to write out the prophet Isaiah's works. Um, although he held that in his hand, which was a very valuable possession, it would have cost a lot of money. Very valuable. It's not like today where, hey brother, I got ten Bibles in my library. You want one? Here you go. This was of great value, like even monetarily speaking. And although he held that in his hand, in his physical hands, and he's reading it, he lacked understanding towards it. And so when asked by Philip, do you understand what you're reading? The Ethiopian eunuch responded in a way that, friends, I want to challenge us to say, who in the world can understand this? I can't. Unless someone teaches me, how in the world could I know? (sighs) What great treasure lies within the, the Ethiopian's great humility? In his humility, friend, is a challenge to us if we give ourselves to it. I would say, I try to do this in my own life, to willfully quiet myself when I'm with, with other brothers, and I'm, when I'm in a gathering, when I'm in a teaching situation where I'm being taught, to just, you know what, even if I have an opinion that I think is the best ever, sometimes I just sit quiet and listen. I don't look to refute. I don't, I don't, I don't wait for my turn to respond and, and say, well, what about this, though? Man, I used to do this all the time. I can do that easily with delight. <laughs> But sometimes, you know, I just need to be quiet. I need to say, hmm, I'm just listening, considering, pondering, meditating on. Because you know what? If I'm truly humble, maybe I just need to sit and listen. Maybe I just need to sit and receive whatever another individual within the the body of Messiah is presenting to me. And just, I'll consider that. And that be enough. (laughs) Now, I love debate. I love dialogue. I love back and forth, and so do many people. There are are people who can do that uh, very safely in in a healthy way. 
Many people cannot. I understand that. Everyone's different. But ideally, I think at the, at the core of things, it would be of great benefit to the body as a whole if we were as humble as this Ethiopian in the chariot in Acts chapter 8, to just willingly acknowledge and say, you know what? I've got no idea what this guy's saying. <laughs> right? Is that okay? I'm an, I'll ask you, and I'll put this in your court. When was the last time someone brought you a, a teaching, a, a doctrinal position, an idea, and you completely disagreed or just lacked understanding entirely, one or the other, and you were just quiet and listened? No response, no rebuttal, no justification about why you don't know it or what you know around that topic, but just said, but just in, in complete humility, abased, you know what? I've got no idea. Friend, is there something you read that you, that you read in the Bible and you just sit back and say, I've got no idea what they're saying. I do. I have that with great regularity. I would say someone who walks in humility has to say that honestly, because aside from others helping us, and the Spirit breathing life and understanding into a biblical matter, friend, we won't know all this. We won't get all of this. <laughs> so like the Ethiopian eunuch, and I'm going to have to bring this to a close and do part two, I can't help myself. So let's look real quick at these two points. Be where Yahweh wants you to be. From this account in, in Acts chapter 8 alone, and we could, man, this could be a 10-part series as always. Be where he wants you to be. Listen to what the Spirit's saying, however it comes. Know, have discernment in place, some spiritual maturity operating, and then move when you know. Move. Go do it, no matter if it makes sense or not, whether it seems vague, whether it seems a, a ridiculous proposal. I heard, I obey. Okay? And be humble. Let us be, and again, this is the crux of the matter, but we will come back for part two. Be humble like this Ethiopian man. Man, reading the prophet Isaiah, but having no problem whatsoever, seemingly from what we're told in the text, to look Philip in the face and say, brother, I've got no idea. Unless somebody helps me, I'll never understand who in the world this prophet is talking about. Is he talking about himself? Is he talking about you? I don't know what's going on here. Philip is postured and ready to respond and say, oh, let me tell you, the beautiful account of the fulfillment of the prophecy coming to pass. Oh, man, it wasn't that long ago. Messiah was just here. Imagine the situation. Oh, the word of Messiah coming and bringing the prophesied Ezekiel new covenant reality where the Torah of Yahweh Elohim moved from tablets of stone and now it's upon hearts of men. Oh, brother, do you know this? Do you know about the baptism? Oh, I know about baptism of John. No. Do you know about the baptism of Yeshua the Messiah, the one prophesied in Isaiah that you are reading? Oh, man. Then he goes, whoa, whoa, where, where's the water? There's water. I'm getting in. Is there anything key? Even in that, right? Even in that, is there anything that would prohibit me from getting in the water, Philip? No, sir pull the reins, jump off, get out of the way, because what? I'm getting in. Movement, movement, movement. 
Again, can we? Well, he was just. He wasn't saved by works. Uh, he he shouldn't have done all that. Oh, friend, it, see, we're so legalistic and we're so dogmatic. When we have an encounter with truth, when we have a true revelation, it demands movement. It demands a response. Praise the Father for the example of this Ethiopian. Being where Yahweh wanted him to be, be where Yahweh wanted him to be with Philip, alongside him, the intersection uh, reality. And man, he was full of humility. May we be likewise. We're going to come back and uh, do another part on this. As we talk about humility in a chariot, the beautiful account in Acts chapter 8 of the Ethiopian and Philip. You're watching the Path to Zion podcast. Share these videos if you like, of course. It always helps us with the program. We don't do anything flashy here. We don't. We, it is what it is. Um, but we want to encourage the body. We want to we want to get them up out of their chair. We want to do what we see here with Philip. We want the word of the Lord to go out the best we hear it and know how to talk about it. Where people say, you know what? I got to get up and move. I've got to do something. So that's what we're doing here as we rediscover the ancient way. Find us at pathdesign.com on our YouTube channel, of course, and reach out to us anytime you want. Pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. We will be, we will be uh, right back for part two right after this. Amen.